This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Cheryl, this week we're um, talking about Metallica, some kind of monster. That's right. Welcome to Tig and Cheryl, true story. Um, we cover a lot of stuff in there. I, by the way, I loved, I love this documentary. I thought it was. I don't want to say sexy because it sounds like a, all I think about is sex, but there were parts of it that were sexy. Now. Yeah, well, we talk a lot about potatoes, <laughs> <laughs> and and um, down your pants. It's not just yeah. It's not a pota- You know what? <laughs> no, Metallica has um, metal up your ass. What? So why not a potato down your pants? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we cut. Co- we cover a lot in this in this episode. I mean, we talk a lot of. New beginnings. Yes. Finding out where your creativity comes from. That doesn't sound exciting at all, but it is. Addiction. Addiction. September 11th. Oh, that was a tough. Yeah. We we did touch on that. And and just uh, headbangers. Yeah. So we, it's it's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) If I never hear that sound again, I'm up. (laughs) All right, let's let's get let's into get it. into it. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid two thousands. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes, a podcast about documentaries. Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Cheryl. Tig. Uh, you you suggested um, this week's documentary, mm-hmm. which is Metallica's Some Kind of Monster, which I've been meaning to watch. I am a fan of Metallica's. I, you are? Yes. Oh, okay. Do you think I'm lying to well, draw in I, listeners? Well, it sort of surprises me. Why? You don't seem like a headbanger. Oh, my gosh. 
I am what? such a headbanger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, but I love so many different, it's one of those things where it's like, I love so many different kinds of music that it's, yeah. it's a little crazy making. But, but listen, I mean, Metallica, yeah, you know, back in the eighties, but would you go to a concert now and I've seen Metallica live three times and oh. I saw them with Cliff Burton, the bassist the that died. Yeah. <gasps> and when they opened for Ozzy. I also wow. saw them at Monsters of Rock with Van Halen and Dokken and the wow. Scorpions. You get okay. down. Yeah. And um but yeah, I love Metallica. I, I wasn't crazy about them right out of the gate. They were a little I was I was a little more into even though I do think Metallica is melodic, I, I was more into a poppy melodic metal like Van Halen. Yeah. You know? Something um, you could dance to. Yes. <laughs> I'm always looking for something to dance to. <laughs> no. I know that about you. <laughs> but um but they grew on me. A, a good friend of mine, her name was Rita. Um, she was a drummer. I play a little bit of guitar. We would try and jam together. She was a total Metallica head. And so she was my um, influence entryway into that. Well, it must be very hard to play that kind of music, I would think. There's a bit, there's a musicality to it that I can't even imagine. Like the drumming, the drummers, I can't imagine. Why specifically the drummer? I mean, well, look at the it, uh, bass player. I mean, uh, the which, bass, I feel like I could play the bass. Um, not <laughs> on a Metallica song. On a Metallica not, song. No, not uh, more. I think more easily on a Van Halen song. Mm. Absolutely not. And not to say that all of Van Halen's bass lines are easy. There is no way. Didn't you see um, yeah. them talking about? Well, yeah. I don't want to jump ahead, but there's a lot of stuff going down with the bass playing yeah. on Metallica, but agreed the the drums on Metallica. I stopped the documentary a couple of times to point out to Stephanie, cause they have the double bass, the kick drum uh-huh. on the drums. Uh-huh. So, you know, the two big round yeah. circles at the mm-hmm. bottom where the guy plays it with his foot, with his foot, mm-hmm. um, his bare foot. Most times a drummer, typically just has one Mm. okay lars goes to town he's got two he's and his he's really not and there's no way you could do that either cheryl i don't think you you can join metallica in any capacity you don't know that for sure maybe they need somebody to play a tambourine (laughs) that's highly (laughs) unlikely okay why don't we tell everybody if, if they haven't seen Metallica, some kind of monster. What, what it is and what well, it's about. Why don't you? Why don't you say? I'm, what I'm it happy is. to. I will. Well, you, and what? What made you drawn to this particular? Well, I I had heard that this was a very good documentary. I I also like all kinds of music. Mm. Um, Enter Sandman. It's probably the only Metallica song I know, but. <laughs> I like it, and it makes me feel like, oh, look at this white lady getting down to some rock and roll. Yeah. Um, But I had heard that this documentary was very good. Um, 
and I, mean, I was were intrigued. you out at a party and people were like pss, pss, pss. I was at a Hollywood party Tig I hang oh. out with a lot of Hollywood hotshots I know you do um Larry David <laughs> it's me Larry. Larry I don't know if Larry has seen this I'll be curious to ask him Mm-hmm. But about what attracted me to this, so so this came out in 2004, um, and it's about Metallica, and they were having issues as a band, mm-hmm. really on the verge of a of a breakup, I would say. Right, seems it, like it. Yeah, and um, their lead singer went into rehab suddenly without telling anybody. And the mm-hmm. other band members had no idea when he was coming back. So the most intriguing part of this is that their manager had hired a therapist to sit down with the band. Well, because you know that manager was seeing his cash cow possibly wander off into the pasture, never to be found again. Which, by the way, that was when they said they pay him $40,000 a month. That was like, what? But he was very good. So when I heard, when I originally heard about this documentary, listen, I'm not proud of it, but Spinal Tap came to mind Mm -hmm. and I was expecting some, something else. I don't know. I was expecting some guys who were, mm, who had maybe done too many drugs and really couldn't articulate themselves Mm-hmm. as individuals. That's who I am. I'm judgmental. Um, so I was very surprised and I think and I think what what the the success of this documentary was that these guys were so you know, honest and open and really let you into their the whole you know, their whole transformation. It was just, mm-hmm. it was kind of crazy that these heavy rockers were sitting in therapy, but not in a funny way and not, it was not at all comical. You had your popcorn. You were ready to laugh. I was. I was like, uh, oh, you know, uh, yeah, they're going to go through security with a, what did he have down his pants and spinal tap? Private parts. <laughs> like a potato or something. You know what the point is? There weren't a lot of gags. Now we know what draws Cheryl to something. She she wants to know if there's going to be a potato down somebody's pants. <laughs> She's like, I am all in. I mean, what what was that? Do you remember what was down his pants? Uh, the, it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter track. at all. No, <laughs> we are completely sidetracked. This film was directed by documentarians Joe Berlinger and Bruce... Sanofsky. So these guys, they they developed a relationship with the band after using their music for the true crime documentary Paradise Lost, the child murders of Robin Hood Hills. That sounds so sad. I know. Let's not get off. Yes, let's not go down here. that track. Yeah. Let's stay. Let's on. not worry about potatoes <laughs> or Robin Hood or mur- murders. And this okay. Debuted at Sundance and won the Independent Spirit Award for Best Documentary. So I was. Can you imagine being in uh, Sundance and watching that film? I mean, people must have gone crazy to watch this. To watch it at Sundance, it was. I think it. I think it must have been so unexpected. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure if you're thinking that you're going to watch a movie about Metallica. Yeah. 
And then you're you going to think, when do I see a potato down someone's yeah, pants? Yeah, that's me. That would be right. me. Yeah. So instead, you see these th- this journey of these people, these guys, and it was a real, um, you know, dark and gritty journey. So I mean, imagine if you're if you're in this band, mm-hmm. and then you're the group is. Can going- you imagine if I was in Metallica? <laughs> So I, I, was kind, like, I hey. kind of can. Hey, let's <laughs> let's rock it, guys. Hey, um, side note: I just joined Metallica. <laughs> Maybe because you you do seem to be like a slow moving person. It's just hard uh, to imagine me banging my head. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, I can't. You know, I had spinal fusion, which seems yeah. very metal, actually. Yeah, it's to have that, spinal it, fusion. Yeah, but it's probably. You have to be so metal to the core mm. to get your spine fused. Mm-hmm. And the surgery didn't work, so I'm bolted together. Oh. That's so metal, right? Uh, is but there... there's no way I can bang my head like that. No. So you, you can't. Know? You could not join. No. <laughs> they would let you if you could. I know. I know. <laughs> Do you want to hear a clip from the therapist, or do you have more to say? No, I want to hear a clip from the therapist. Do, do we have a clip? Of course we do. That's why I suggested it. I mean, I did like this therapist. I thought he was very wise. Great. You should get his information. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody understands the concept of trusting instincts, and that's getting to a place where you don't let egos and let stuff get in the way of artistic expression, you know? So, I mean, this is, I mean, do you want to say anything more about that? Because, I mean, I think everybody understands. I met Metallica through Q Prime Management after having seen me work with another band of theirs when they called and said that Metallica, with Jason uh, announcing that he was exiting the group, needed to take a look at himself and say, well, what's going on here? We've lost touch with our personal relationships. Mm. There's, the, there's the clip from your favorite therapist. Listen, he did an amazing job. In my opinion. Oh, but one quick thing about therapists, Mm -hmm. especially with creative people. So I Mm -hmm. know an actor. I won't name Name. names. No, I won't. Is it me? (laughs) It's you. No, it's a guy and he will not accept uh, a role until his therapist reads the script and, and sort of advises him, which I think is fascinating. Why is that? Um... Because I think some people get so, uh, here's why I imagine it is. Okay. Because you go see a therapist for clarity, right? So Mm -hmm. you feel like, oh, if I have clarity, I can make the right decision. So sometimes in your life, you can't really figure out what you, even what your problem is, much less what the solution is. So I think this guy has been with his therapist for so long. He feels like, I'm just going to run it up the flagpole. (laughs) <laughs> Let's run it up the flagpole. That's a saying. No, I know. Okay, test, test, no. Uh, do, oh, test what's the, the waters? No, because that doesn't really make sense. The homing pigeon, that also doesn't make sense. Never mind. And so he We're all runs by his therapist. Yes, at, just to the make... The homing pigeon. <laughs> just to make sure that the therapist is like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm just saying that some people get really dependent on 
therapist. And, okay. And it's interesting, like in this documentary, this therapist, I found it very interesting when he's like giving ideas about songs. Remember he was like writing down like, oh, what about this lyric? It's like, yeah. Oh. Well, as good as I think the therapist was, it seemed like he didn't have a lot of boundaries at times because there was a point and not to like ruin everything, but you're taking a risk listening to this podcast. Um, He, you know, the band starts to feel like they're ready to move on and he is not really accepting the breakup. (laughs) But to be fair, to go back to your point, he's making $40,000 a month. Nobody wants that relationship to end. That's true. But also, to be fair to my favorite therapist, they had been with him for two years or something. Mm-hmm. And he lived in a different state. And then and then the band heard that he was putting his house on lying. the market. <laughs> he was putting and they his- started to get a little nervous. And they were like, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> You're I mean- not joining the band. <laughs> Tig and Cheryl are. Cheryl's going to do her double <laughs> kick drum mm-hmm. moves. No problem. I mean, I would get nervous too, even though I felt like it was a little sad because it felt like the therapist was trying to pretend like he wasn't selling his house to move closer to them when he clearly was. And so I don't know. But saying that he didn't, he wasn't great with boundaries. Other ways he was, though, where yeah. I reading his body language and his face expressions when he delivered um, his point of view or his his thoughts on whatever. He seemed very comfortable and and confident in um, addressing whatever was on the table. Yeah. But it just it felt like that moment in a relationship where you're you need you know you need to break up but they don't they don't want to but well but, not only you know you need to break up they're they're ready to move in and and it hasn't crossed your mind it has not even crossed your mind well that's why Lars mm-hmm. the um drummer yeah he's very direct uh-huh you know? well, he's the band leader most band oh, leaders well, are the lead is singer he? I would say hands down. I mean, if you listen to any other interviews with them over the years, which again, I've been a fan. I follow their stuff when there's an interview. He is, he's the guy that's up front talking about everything. He's. And not James. I'm sure James chimes in here and there. I don't think James has the point of view that Lars has. Well, and Lars started the band. Why are you yelling at me? Well, I'm very upset with you. <laughs> I mean, I think that was part of the problem that Metallica was having was the two egos of Lars and James. They they could not listen to each other, and they both had different ideas, and that's when the the really sweet Kirk Kirk came in. Yeah. Kirk's oh, talk very... about sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the the other guitarist? Or is that the... Who, Jason? No, who's a... Uh... Oh, oh, Jason's a bassist. And then Kirk is the long curly hair. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's so sweet. He is sweet. He's, he's he a has sweet a little soul. ranch with his wife. He's riding uh, horses. He just around. wants to ride horses and not think yeah. about Metallica. Yeah, and just shred on his axe. Oh, Jesus! Let's go to commercial. <laughs> um, he just got an axe commercial, like the body spray. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I know that James is the leader. He's the lead singer, and and yeah, they have they have. They have egos for sure, um, but I'm just—I don't know. Does somebody have to be the leader? Is that a thing? To some degree, I think that. Um, Who is the leader of the Beatles? Well, two are dead. Well, right? I, that's not the question. Are mm-hmm. was there a leader of the Beatles? Ringo. Uh- <laughs> So if I went to the mall and I asked 100 people who the leader of the Beatles was, uh-huh. they'd all say Ringo. Yeah, Because it was Ringo. so clear. It was so yes. obvious. He definitely did not have two kick drums, by the way. <laughs> and no, I, I think for this particular band, it feels like they need a leader. Because Kirk is very sweet. And I feel like James, from what I can tell tends to go off the rails a bit and but so does Lars he's not like a he's not a I'm not saying Lars is perfect you love Lars you You love James I do did did you like him I did Uh I mean well uh, because he's cute but also I think he's He's so interesting and he's so, he is really talented. I like the way he grinds on the words. <laughs> I know that's not a saying, but you know, sometimes it, when he says a word, he's singing a word and it's like, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm um, talking about? I, I want to take back everything <laughs> I said about how you could never join Metallica. Oh, I can. Yeah. After hearing you grind on the words. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. <laughs> oh, by the way, by the uh, way, I thought James was so cute. And then he w- he said he went on vacation uh-huh. and he came back and they said, oh, what did you do? And he said, I killed two bears. And I was thinking, oh, that's, I guess, a weird joke. Well, it wasn't a joke. No. He did kill two bears. Yeah, huge bummer. But, um... Oh, sure, just skim right over it because you <laughs> think he's so cute. Now, do you think he's cute in his new... This is what I thought was so interesting. It's when you look at Metallica from the 80s. Yeah. The they long are, hair. I mean, not just the long hair, but I mean... they. There is no way these guys are changing their clothes. They are no. not into fashion. They, stink. they are stink pots. Yeah. They grind on their words. <laughs> you know, they're doing all this stuff. And then yeah. you catch up with them now. Uh-huh. And James is wearing a hat and that's like worn in by the manufacturer. <laughs> and his jeans, same thing. It's like my blasted fa- to look worn in. No, my favorite James after after his you know uh-huh. sobriety was yeah. i liked it when he showed up in a hawaiian shirt oh my gosh <laughs> i was like I, I, whoa james is, all i could think was i wish 1980s metallica could see modern day metallica yeah because it it just shows you that no matter who you are you always end up softening up, no no matter how hard you grind on your words. <laughs> you we're all on the same journey of softening up to some degree. Right. Oh. And I also see so much of the influence. I know that James is into country music and Bob Seeger and that ah. kind of stuff. And you can hear and well, they covered Turn the Page. That, uh, oh, Bob I didn't know song. that. I'm going to yeah, Google that immediately. I'm not a huge fan of covers. Um, I love covers. Bob Seger. Oh. I love Bob Seger. I'm not a huge fan of covers because I do typically feel like the original... Was better. Is great. You can't, can't top it. But Metallica destroys in the best possible way Turn the Page. It is so oh, shoot. great. I'm going to listen to that as soon as... Um... We're done with this silly thing. But you see, you see that influence. I yeah. see that influence in his, and his voice gets so much better after the years go by. You can tell this guy has a vocal coach. There's no way he had one when he was grinding on his words in his garage in the 80s. No, that's, well, that's why it's, uh, by the way, I think they, I love all of them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if I went to a cocktail party. If I went to a cocktail party, I would love to hang out with them. Okay. I I I have to say I don't I think 80s Metallica I really didn't want to hang out with yeah. for many different reasons. Yeah. That st- too stinky. They would be stinky. But I like them like that. You like them down and dirty because that's you go to the concert to be like, 
fucking rock and roller. Yeah, I whisper scream <laughs> just like that <laughs> at Metallica. Um, <laughs> but it's like, nobody's going to tell me what to do. And I go to these concerts alone and I whisper scream. <laughs> nobody's, and everybody turns and they, they see me yelling, whisper screaming this. And they're like, we're not trying to tell you what to do. <laughs> Okay. But when you're 20, you feel like everybody's telling you what to do. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But, then- but I wasn't listening. And that's why they spoke to my heart and soul. Mm-hmm. And I just love how dirty and stinky yeah. they were. But I have to say, interviews that I heard with them years ago, just not, they were just so young and not interesting no i i think that of course like so many (laughs) young people but it's like (laughs) just sing yeah just Just sing sing. we don't need to hear now it's so fascinating to look at to listen to this band talk to see how they've softened and purchased clothes that are worn in for them they are not wearing their clothes (laughs) in they are not wearing their own clothes in and it seems like they shower Oh, oh, and they and and the the little goatee thing on the chin, spending time shaving that nicely. (laughs) I think that the way James got his hair done previously was just to rip it out of his own head. Yeah. You know, or chew it off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. But now um, he, listen, I like the new James. I don't care what you say about him. I'm, uh, listen, I am a fan. I I hate being the person that says I do feel like I liked the older Metallica a little better, you know. Well, they kind of feel. I watched this with Stephanie, and she made a good point that James, and he might be a religious person. I'm curious, but she said he kind of feels like that Christian vibe. Mm. That um, mm. that. What is it? Hard edge Christian. Mm. I'd be curious to find out what his religious beliefs are, if any. Because, you know, in the early days, they are the devil. Yeah. The devil horns is their sign. Absolutely. And now you look at him and you go, are you going to church? (laughs) Okay. You are being very dramatic about this. You are making it sound like... They are church going schoolboys. And they're and they're not. <laughs> they might be. But but it's fine if they are. But it's does, just what does a- it have to do with their um music? Nothing. In your head you wanna you wanna think of them as shirtless, skinny guys with long hair that stink. When did I say shirtless? <laughs> I was, when, re- I was reading your mind. <laughs> I'm just saying it's fascinating to see people soften. I'm I'm a perfect example of it. I was so the the least soft person growing up and becoming a young adult and and you know, I had to kind of examine myself and come out of my head or my frustration and anger and confusion and all of it and you just you can't help but soften and 
great if he is going to church. Great if he's not. I don't care. I just thought it was an interesting observation that Stephanie made where he kind of has a straight edge Christian vibe to him. A moral compass now. Listen, let's, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, it's like I remember talking to Larry David once because we were talking about happiness. And he's that's who you go to to talk about <laughs> happiness. He has all the answers. <laughs> but he I think Richard Lewis was there, too. We were talking about how a lot of comedians, you know, there's a part of them that worry if they find happiness, are they not going to be funny anymore? Because that's that's what drives them. And, it, and that reminded me of of this documentary. Mm-hmm. So they were driven by, you know, angst. counterculture. Yeah, angst. And, you know, they're angry and they're not going to take it. And um, so what happens when they're not angry anymore? Did Larry and um, Richard and Richard <clears throat> agree that you have to be unhappy to be funny? No. Because I don't agree with no, that. No, they didn't agree. They didn't agree that you have to be unhappy. But they, mm-hmm. but they both said that there was a time when they felt like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be happy mm. because it. I I don't know what would you know drive my comedy or w- mm-hmm. would it come from a an, an authentic place? I think it's just also it's so complicated. Aside from potentially losing a lot of the angst to be with such a big machine like Metallica because you become this corporate monster that um, there's so many moving parts and there's so many years behind, you know, and the success, the money, it's people, (laughs) not that I have any clue what that is like. I know people... (laughs) that are hugely successful um and i'm not including you even in that show thank you absolutely i wouldn't wouldn't want to be lumped into the that group and and please i don't want i hope that our podcast never gets so big and powerful that we have (laughs) to start going to therapy (laughs) but I think there's so much more than just egos and addiction because that was a major issue. And I imagine remains is a major issue. Yeah. Um, addiction and ego. But also it's it's hard to keep control of something that gets so big. Yeah. And then so many people are depending on you and depending on that spark that that made the magic so i'm sure there's that feeling of how am i going to keep up with this one of the things i i go to therapy um and one of the things that i think is really interesting to think about not just in my life or my relationship but with other people is everyone is telling themselves a different story Mm -hmm. and that's why communication is so important because once you start getting into it, you have so many realizations of, oh, I didn't even know you thought that. Mm-hmm. You just assume everyone is going by your story. Seeing it the same way that you see it. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and it's, it's shocking when, yeah. when you would. Yeah, it's shocking when a therapist says, oh, you know, why do you feel like 
I'm just saying something like, why do you feel like you're a failure? You're on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. It's like, oh, because, you know, it was 50 when I got out, whatever it is. It's like, you're the only person that thinks that. So yeah, yeah. it's interesting because they, well, it goes back, goes back to clarity. I think, you uh-huh. know, when somebody can see it from a, through a different lens. But I imagine their career and their lives have been moving so fast that it's impossible to have all of the the clarifying conversations to keep you up to date with how do you feel, what's going on. And- well, what got, first of all, what, listen, I'm generalizing when I say what guys talk like that, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm generalizing for a reason because that's not usually the norm for four or five guys that are sitting around, you know, drinking and, and doing cocaine, um, and listening to, to rock. Are, are they talking about their feelings? Not usually. Yeah. I mean, not, neither are, are women <laughs> who are sitting around doing cocaine and drinking and listening what? to rock. What? I don't know. Don't what ask is me. your hang up with cocaine and rock and roll? I heard that. I heard that Coke is making a comeback. Really? That's what's. Have you ever done Coke? I did in in the eighties. I did a, a well, lot. No, no, I did it once, and I I did not like it at all. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Do you think I have? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You think I've done Coke? Yeah. No. You have not. No, and I'll tell you something. Tell me. I've never even seen it. I've never even seen What do you mean? Cocaine. Like nobody's I've ever never... said, hey, do you want some of this? No. Because nobody no. would dare. Nobody that nobody's gonna be like, let's go bring cocaine to Tig and what, see. What in if... the 80s? The 90s? No. <laughs> no, no matter what year you throw out there, Cheryl, nobody brought their tray of cocaine and their rolled up dollar bill no, over to this face. You. you didn't go no. to the nightclubs? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No. In the 80s, I was listening to the Indigo Girls and Edie Brickell and, yeah. you know, Tracy Chapman. Same. Suzanne Vega. I'm not like, so same. Where, how do I get my hands on some cocaine? <laughs> I want to stay up all night to Tracy Chapman. <laughs> I want to just get jacked up on cocaine and sing about child abuse with Suzanne Vega. <laughs> <laughs> they are kind of sad songs. I don't yeah. want this feeling to end. Yeah. Okay. I want to listen to this other, uh, to another clip. So, oh, okay. so they had a, um, a bassist, Jason, mm-hmm. who was fired. Well, was he fired or did he quit? Well, he wanted to, to go out and do his own thing. Right. Which this really bothered me because mm. it's like James was irritated that Jason wanted to go have his own project. And we might be missing some information here, but I don't think we are. Um, His ego got in the way. You know, he didn't want to support Jason's... Dream. Yeah. Vision. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's hear Jason. At that time, the manager suggested that we have a psychotherapist come in, a man that meets with pro ball teams, you know, big ego, big dollar guys that can't get along but have to make some kind of entity flow so everybody else and everybody can make the money. And uh, I actually said, I think, 
that this is really fucking lame and weak that we cannot get together, us. Look, the biggest heavy Wait, band of all that? time and the things we've been through and the decisions we've made <laughs> about squillions of dollars and squillions of people. Okay, okay, let's just, that, that caught me dead in my tracks. Is squillions a word? Do you know if squillions is a word? I have that much in my account. <laughs> I mean, I was... I have one squillion. <laughs> he, he has squillions and squillions. I did have a moment where I thought, is that... Is that... An, a word? Is a, that a real yeah. thing? Is, it, is that big money? Is it, more than, is it more than trillions? Is it more than hundreds? Is it to go millions, trillions... Squillions. squillions. <laughs> And it it really was interesting because he not only used it once, but yeah, twice. Yeah, he confidently used yeah, it like twice. Yeah, like that's in his repertoire. He's That's part of his mm. everyday. And also, just because you're the biggest metal band in the world doesn't mean that you can work things out without a therapist. Right. I know. He was so put off by the idea of a therapist, which, by the way, I understand. Like I do, too. But I just don't think that if somebody says, well, wait, you're in the biggest metal band of the history of time. You guys should be able to work out your problems, you know, that he should be indignant. It just doesn't really add up that that would make it's like, oh, you're in the biggest um, uh, mariachi band of all time. Of course you can work out your problems. That's, again, it's harder because it got out of your hands. Yeah. And you need somebody to come in. And what I also found interesting, uh, and I was so supportive of Jason going off and Doing living his, his own, dream. Living his, but also his best self. Yeah. But being able to stay in Metallica. Well, I uh, listen. I see it from James's point of view too. Oh, oh you here we and go. James. But it's like TV, TV shows. Right. You, you can do two, and you have one in first position. Well, it's difficult. That's how the that's how the deals are worked out. Well, not always. I mean, a lot of times they say no. If you're on an HBO show and you say, "Oh, I want to go do another HBO show," or "I want to do a Showtime," they'll say, "No, you, you're in direct competition with the show that you're doing." And the, Sometimes they say no. So I get it. He, he wanted to do another heavy metal band. But are they really going to pull away from Metallica? Yes. How dare it would have. You? You, you know, this movie is almost three hours. I didn't know that until I sat down to watch, to watch it. I didn't know either. I and mean, Stephanie was like, oh, God, this is three hours. It's long. And it's long. As, as we got into it, and you're seeing all the egos at, at play, I started to realize, well, I bet they have say in the edit. Who gets and there are cut. three people. And it's essentially, as far as I'm concerned, all three each got their hour of material, <laughs> you know, because it, it, it was, it was, it was long. long, it was it long, was long. but I, I still felt interested and invested. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, plus, I mean, the music was, is good. It's really fun to watch and, and listen oh, to. Oh, all of a sudden you're a metalhead. I am a metalhead, but 
the thing about Jason, just circling uh-huh. back for one minute, yeah, it was kind of ironic uh-huh. that he didn't want to be sit down in therapy with everybody, but he came back and sat down in therapy with everybody because oh, he yeah. had so many feelings, and he was like, "Yeah, I feel like I got screwed over by everybody," and you know, and right. the person that I'd really like to talk to is James, and he's not here. But it was like his chance to get his feelings out and talk it out. Mm-hmm. It was very much, it reminded me, even though I didn't watch the Ozzy Osbourne um, show. reality show, mm-hmm. it had that same feeling of where you're peeking behind the curtain of death, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and people couldn't believe Ozzy was the, whatever version of a family man right. that he is. Or that um, Metallica has feelings or problems. What really blew me away is that every time they were sitting down, fresh, beautiful, fresh fruit sitting in a bowl. (laughs) And they were all having at it. (laughs) Well, I thought it was sweet when James put his uh, dish in the sink. (laughs) I was like, oh, I like that in a rock and roll. You were looking for reasons to love him. Yes. More. You're thinking, okay, I could live with this guy. Yeah. It, it if he can make it to the sink, I'm I I'm I could be good with that. Okay, also Uh-huh. How about the like the toddlers and the kids? What they yes. had they had kids and then you see James. That is the f- stop Go it with to James. see his daughter do ballet. <laughs> he's a human being. Yes. Of course he's Yes, but do you think a lot of dirty, stinking... (laughs) He showers now. (laughs) Rockers. Remember, he buys pre-worn-in clothing. He does not... Oh, no. What's his name? He's his ex. Okay. Stephanie noticed something that I I was really into. Okay. That I couldn't believe. As soon as she pointed it out, I thought... This is going to be such a major moment in the movie, and I cannot wait. And it didn't happen. Oh, what? September 11th happened in the middle of this. Oh, wow. They didn't acknowledge it. Their problem was was so much bigger. It took a lot of energy. Than September 11th. But as soon as she pointed that out, I thought, oh my gosh. How are Metallica going to handle? This is going and to be Phil, the thing, is that a thing where you where you realize what's important right. and what you let go of. Right. And one of the things that I always think about with September 11th, and this applies to them and any sort of dynamic, is I remember somebody describing the papers from the buildings yeah, coming down. flying all the way yeah. to New Jersey Jeez. and thinking of those papers those were in in an office where somebody's boss was writing their ass about that importance of that paper. That paper. And then it was just blowing to New Jersey and it was just and nobody cared one no. And then you think about planes going into buildings and you think about the second before that plane hits. Are they going to have the resentment and anger if 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 somebody could pause life and say do you want to forgive James? Do you want to forgive Jason? Is it worth it? Do you want to you would do anything in the world 
to st- to stop that plane. To not just stop no, that to plane, let them but know that you yeah to be like man this is not worth it, and it's just such a sweet spot to try and remain in, and it's so yeah. hard to remain in that moment right before a plane, the plane hits the building. Well, it, I mean gotta, you, that that's uh, and I'm not I'm not flawless with it. Well, it's no, just something I think about. No, a lot. no, nobody is, but it, but it's also like if if you. And I know you have anybody that's um, experienced loss. You somebody close yeah. to you dies suddenly. Yeah, it's and just, you've it's, experienced it too. Yeah, and it's shocking. And you you start going scrolling back in your mind. What was the last thing I said to that person? You look at your texts. What were our last texts? And it's right. And it's you know powerful. And and when when that happens, you think to yourself every day, every moment when I. All the people around me, I'm going to tell them how much I love them before they walk out the door. And then, you know, then and life then you're like, on. I'm going to look like a <laughs> desperate freak show like, Mom, every second. Mom, I, love <laughs> I love you. I love you. Why are you crying? I'm just going to school. Yeah. No. Oh, let's talk circling back for a second. How sweet was um, the new bassist? So, mm, so Metallica, mm-hmm. then they, they, um, Robert. He's so cute. They hold an audition. That was also fascinating. Just to watch those musicians. I thought they were all so good. I I mean. <laughs> what do you know? I don't know. Of course. Metallica's <laughs> not going to bring in bottom of the barrel basis <laughs> to replace Jason Newstead. I mean, how can. Or Cliff Burton. Okay. Yeah. I mean, clearly they didn't, they didn't replace him for how long? They went for 10 years or something without a basis. Yeah, I turned to Stephanie and I said, "Oh, it's this guy, Robert. That's who they pick." And she's like, "How do you know?" How? And this is when you were saying earlier that you couldn't believe I was a metalhead. Yeah, a headbanger. I told Stephanie that I could easily play a game where you tell me a musician and I will tell you the make of their guitar. What? Yes. I will tell you the make about of their Eddie guitar. Eddie Van Halen? He played a Kramer guitar, and then he got a deal to produce EVH, his own Eddie Van Halen line of guitars. Wow. I mean, I feel, but, but I was, I also, I don't know, so you could make up anything, and I would think that you're right. <laughs> so it's not a good game if I don't have the answers in front of me, but I'm just going to take your word. Well, and so many musicians play different brands of mm. instruments, um, but there's like Bob Seger. He plays a, a Telecaster. Mm. Yeah, I knew that. I did, <laughs> I did know that. <laughs> um, uh, anyway. Okay. What about um, Chris Martin? He doesn't play a guitar. He plays a piano. He plays like um, a, he plays like an electric keyboard, no? Is it always well, I, or I, a piano I, too? And a piano. To go back to my point, I think they play different. <laughs> I don't think Chris is just hell bent on only electric <laughs> pianos. In fact, I did an event with Chris several years ago, and he came out and he played a grand piano. Oh, Cheryl, that must have been so nice. It was so incredible, but it was also so Hollywood in the fact that he was a surprise guest. The crowd, it was a fundraiser. Um, He was a surprise guest. The crowd went 
berserk when he walked out. Really? He started playing. Then they all started talking about a minute in <laughs> and never looked up again. And I was like, Chris Martin is playing. I was just like he was like he was background music. It's like, oh, that's, yes. that's nice. That's so nice. Yes. I mean, what is wrong with this town? What is wrong? I mean, mouth agape over here. But, um, oh, yeah. So they, oh, go ahead. Yeah. They, well, so when they did hire Robert Trujillo. Yeah. I think that's how you say his name. Um, they gave him a million dollars in advance. Uh, yes. Which I thought was so nice, especially after they showed you. Him practicing what I imagined was his little apartment. Did you think that? Uh, I think he was so. Like, he was like in a tiny room and there was a bed behind him. But also that makes me concerned about what Ozzy was paying him. What suicidal <gasps> yeah, tendencies were paying him. I thought the same thing. Like he didn't. It was so it was like a, a, a full grown child dancing around a very small baby room. Yeah, like, like a, a nursery. single bed. Like it was a, like a yeah. Like a little yeah. tiny bed, but he was yeah. so happy. Oh, well, yeah, but also very odd that they, it was so, so nice to give him a million dollars, but you can only give him one million when you're making quillions? <laughs> Squillions. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Squillions. That's, Don't that's... embarrass yourself, Tig, when, when you're at a party and you were like, oh, I just make quillions. They'd be like, you mean squillions? Yeah, but I mean, when you're raking in squillions and you're saying welcome with one million. Yeah, that's ridiculous now that you mention it. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of a discrepancy. And obviously he's new and, and Should it, get it, it, was, it was generous. Well, but what would you have given? Squillions. <laughs> like what's, what's a third of a squillion? Well, I would have given him half a squill because they... <laughs> They're keep in mind they're making squillions. Yeah, squillions is plural. Yeah, so I'd give him half a squill. And they made squillions of uh, songs. They recorded squillions of songs. Squillions of songs for sure. Um, so I I loved this. Listen, I loved this documentary. Yes, I. It was fascinating. It seemed like the documentarians were just going to make a a film about them recording potatoes in the pants <laughs> oh my god everything goes back to spinal tap i'm sure it wasn't a potato it must have been like a cucumber or something i would have to look it up um but they were just they set out to make a documentary about the making of their new album uh-huh. and then the shit hit the fan and the next thing you know there's a therapist and the next thing you know james is in rehab and it turned into a completely different story fascinating story people they were so also interesting and i really appreciated how honest they were and mm-hmm. you know that they went with it you know what i wanted to see as a follow-up and mm. i still would like to see as a follow-up mm. just where the kids are now i'm curious I mean, I know you love James. That kid of his, that's a cute kid. Yeah, They were cute kids. I hope they're all happy and on nice paths. 
Well, I think that James relapsed in oh, 2019. No. Yeah. But um, hopefully he's back on track and that they're grinding their words, words and such. Yeah. Uh, this is unrelated to Metallica, okay. but I think this trivia still might hold true. Okay. Do you know what musical band has all original members and nobody has ever gone solo? Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you too? It's hard. No. Yes. Are you impressed? Wait, I'm floored. How did you do that? Uh, I must have heard it somewhere before, but and I must have, in the back of my mind, uh, registered it because I thought it was so interesting because they've been together for so long. You know, they played the, uh, the Super Bowl, not, well, I guess it was a while ago, but I, re- I just remember like, wow, those guys, yeah, they're really doing it. Right. It's, it's- I mean, I would love to, to hear what their dynamic is. All right, let's make a documentary about you two. Wait, why'd you do the emphasis YouTube? You <laughs> I feel like you went to say YouTube, and then I you like bailed and YouTube. Said, <laughs> like, I wonder if there's anything called YouTube mm. where it's never. You no. know what I'm saying? Um, should we get out of this? Do you say you two? You you hit too hard. You two. You too. Okay, let me see how I naturally you say too. that. Oh, we're going to see you too. Oh, yeah, you draw out the two. What do you do? I draw out the you. You too. <laughs> <Yearly> too. <laughs> you too. Um, do you want to play um, a, a final segment mm-hmm. called Metallica Song or Children's Book? Yes, I do. All right, I'm going to give you a title. And you'll have to guess if it's a Metallica song or a children's book. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to be good at this. One, because I have children. And two, because I'm very knowledgeable in the musical world. But go ahead. Okay. Um, enter Sandman. No, that's... Enter night. Go on. <laughs> Exit light. Enter night. You're welcome. Often, never, never. <laughs> so, children's book. Yeah, children's book. Okay. Mm-hmm. The witches. I'm going to say it's a Metallica song just because that sounds like a terrible children's book. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> wow. The witches is a children's fantasy novel mm. written by British author Roald. Yeah. Doll. N- nailed it. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the thing that should not be. Boom. Well, that sounds heavy. I'm going to say Metallica. I think everything's a Metallica song, apparently. Is it, is it a Metallica song? <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> That should not be is a song on Metallica's Master of Puppets album, inspired by the writing of H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, okay. Invisible Kid. That sounds like a children's book. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> 
Invisible Kid is a song from Metallica's 2003 album, Saint Anger. Saint Anger. (sighs) They talk about that in the film. It is a good title. It is a good title for an album. Does people say albums anymore? It's still an album, right? I mean, yeah, an album is a collection of songs or photos. It's a collection. Thank you. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. Can I hear your witch's laugh? Please, you sang Inner Sandman. I know, I'm better at that than a witch's laugh. (laughs) Mine's like a pterodactyl. I I can't. (laughs) Or terrible dactyl. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Oh, you're going to bed? (laughs) That's my mic drop. (laughs) You know what? Hmm. No matter how many years I've done Mm stand-up, I have never and will never drop a mic oh that's okay i mean it's it's disrespectful to the sound person if you ask me that's correct okay and 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 your statement is respecting the sound person by making it non-gender thank you thank you now good night you're going to bed was this it was that the last one where the wild things are jeez i know that's a children's book where the Wild Things Are is both a 1963 children's book by Maurice Sendak okay. and, and a song by of Metallica's Metallica. 1997 album, Reload. <laughs> Jeez. I did so not you know that. Right and, and I was wrong. wrong. Okay, shoot. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. It's a wash. It's like kissing your sister. Pardon? It's, it's like kissing your sister. That's what they say in poker. Um, <laughs> if if two people have the same hand and nobody wins, nobody no no loses. no. I'm interested in the kissing your sister part, not the poker saying. Have you ever heard that expression? It's like kissing your sister. Well, no. <laughs> no, wait, no. I mean, you don't want to do it, but it's not the end of the world. Uh, it could be. <laughs> I mean, because you're, have you kissed your sister? No, but I would, okay. but I would. Romantically? Uh, not with tongue. Is that what you're asking? Well, I don't know what's romantic <laughs> to you at this I'm point. I'm not romantically interested in my sister. But if somebody said, hey, kiss your sister, I'd be, I, okay, that's fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, you had two saying... You had two sayings this episode. One was run it up the flagpole. And then we're ending it all with it's like kissing your sister. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. You learn something new every day. You could use these when you go out. I would never. <laughs> For different reasons, I would never use either of them. Okay. We can agree to disagree once again. Oh, it gets nasty. <laughs> we need to get the number for that therapist. We got to call Phil. Yeah. Can I tell you one thing in the film? This is like a little tiny thing uh-huh. that like struck me. Yeah. And maybe I'm being judgmental uh, as I like to be. Uh, but there was, this is what I knew things got too casual with the therapist, Phil. Oh. Because there was a moment when he was wearing shorts. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I don't think that, I think they've, he's crossed the line. Like sitting around yeah. in his shorts with the guys. Yeah. Put on some khakis, you know. 
I'll be honest. I'm wearing shorts right now <laughs> while we record this. Well, that's okay. Um, People expect that of you. Do you know, remember Lars's father? Yes. <gasps> did he remind father you of Larry time. Charles? Oh. Yes, he did yeah. remind me of Larry Charles. Yeah. Do you know he was the number one tennis player in the world? Lars's father? Yes. Did you know? I noticed right away when Father Time or um, Father Winter With the beard. walked up. I know. No. Oh. Sure, the beard. Yeah, forget. But his body. Lean. He was and... so cut. Cut? Oh. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't notice that. I did notice. You couldn't stop thinking of James. I couldn't stop thinking of James, but see, I'd run off with Kirk. Kirk, I get it. Mm-hmm. I would listen. Yeah, samesies. Please don't say samesies. You're a grown woman. That's what you're thinking. I know. Um, also, uh, uh, Robert was that his name? The new bassist. I liked him uh-huh. too. So cute. Yeah. Super yeah. sexy. That's not really really great lips. Yeah, yeah, good lips. Do we really need to? No. To, you know, look at p- people like objects. They're they're human beings. They have. It's feelings. called objectify. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to object. Would we like it if 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 the guys were doing? Oh, you would love it if James <laughs> objectified you. I would love it if uh, Kirk <laughs> objectified objectified you? me. <laughs> my god okay we should wrap it up this has gone too far it's gotten inappropriate we are what how did you describe objectifying in that long paragraph (laughs) when you look at a person like an object (laughs) yeah objective we don't need to objectify these artists right so we should just listen to their do you like any before we head yeah. out any metal band anything that's heavy uh yeah i mean i do like inter sandman <laughs> no band oh a band but no but i know but so i so some of metallica mm-hmm. but i i don't like it in i won't sit and listen to a whole album of uh-huh. it but right. you know if it's like teen spirit or something and that's fun to listen to and i'll get down with uh-huh. that eddie vetter okay. i mean is that uh-huh. heavy metal i don't think so i don't know what's heavy metal well pearl jam I is love pearl jam. go ahead they are considered part of the grunge you i mean you named nirvana and pearl jam so yeah. you're clearly i'm not hardcore is that what you're gonna well, say trust me i know <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm not thinking that you know your hardcore grunge mm-hmm. the 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 thing that i loved about the documentary besides everything mm-hmm. yeah. is that lars at the end who was always so angry and upset and you know had a hard time uh-huh. controlling his feelings um said that metallica has finally achieved aggressive music without negative energy uh-huh and i mean i i think that is amazing because once again they thought that that's what drove their creativity and that's what made their music you Mm -hmm. know uh unique was that they were angry Mm -hmm. and aggressive but 
they found out that they're just good musicians. I wonder if the removal of negative energy and anger ever led Lars to not chewing gum all the time while he's talking. That seems aggressive. <laughs> Did you notice no, that? No, I didn't. But he's chewing gum constantly. He's always uh, working you know, it. Yeah, working it, girl. <laughs> what if we did a podcast called Work It Girl? Oh, my God. Hi, welcome back to Work It Girl. <laughs> We're going to talk about musicians and if they're hot or not. Well, I loved the documentary. You did? Yeah. yeah. Stephanie felt like the band kind of drove her nuts, ah. but she loved watching them. Mm. They're they're everything. She was like, "Oh my god, this guy!" and "Oh god, this point of view." and <laughs> And I was a little more like, "These are these are my old friends from oh. my childhood." <laughs> I I'm not going to speak terribly about them, um, but she would she'd get irritated with situations and things they said, and um, but she also felt like she missed watching them. Oh. She wanted to keep when watching it was over. them. Yeah, I would like yeah. to keep watching them. I'd watch yeah. if, if they had a show, but then that would be yeah. weird if they had a reality show. I'd be like, no, thank you. Right. So what am I saying? God only knows. <laughs> well, Cheryl, um, should we do this again? Tig, yes. I think we All should. Right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kobazic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Sesson. And special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. And you can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about Boys State. That was a HeadGum Podcast.